This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Moded Studios Embroidered Patches and Apparel. Go to modedstudios.com to find all the latest and greatest in patches and apparel. One of my favorite patches that I particularly like is Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian meme, the child-inspired <laughs> fully embroidered patch. They also have the fully embroidered patch beanie for the Baby Yoda. <laughs> also, I like the Bernie Sanders, I am once again asking patch, uh, the 2020 presidential campaign meme embroidered patch. Go to modedstudios.com and place your order now. They're always updating their website and they do custom work. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Go to Moded Studios now and get some. Now on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Austin, Texas icon, Guy Forsyth, and his lovely wife, Jessica Bailey. Uh, Guy reached out to me on Instagram. I had no prior knowledge of Guy, and then once I started digging into Guy, I started to realize that... uh, Guy is uh, is kind of a big deal, man. He's uh, He has a name. He carries some cachet in Austin, Texas, which if you guys listen to this podcast, you'll know that I love Austin, Texas so much. So it, it was great to talk to somebody who's solely entrenched in, in the in the spirit and the soul of that city. And and, and we talk about some some legendary uh, uh shit on this podcast so stick around this is probably my favorite podcast for the year uh we had such a great conversation guy is a smart like he's just a smart dude he's funny as shit jessica's a lovely charming lady herself it was just a great conversation so i, I i'm pretty excited to put this up uh i know that i've been promising guy for uh, for the last couple weeks here but production is so far behind I'm, I'm behind on recording for people i'm behind on the podcast i'm behind on everything and you'd think with all this free time because of this fucking quarantine thing that i would have all the time in the world to get everything done but you'd be surprised on how much i am not getting done that i'm supposed to be getting done uh <laughs> So it, it's been a trip. Uh, so I, I'm sorry that I promised Guy. I, I mean, I actually told Guy, Guy and Jessica that this was going to come out uh, weeks ago. But uh, again, I, I do apologize. I've been telling you guys that Guy's coming, but here he is. So I'm super excited to show you guys this. Show you guys, yeah. Here. I don't know what I'm talking about here. I'm very excited for you guys to hear this conversation because, uh, like I said, it was wonderful. Go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E, and check out the latest single, Chloroform. 
uh, is a collaboration between Rain of Mystique and The Concrete Project. Uh, I was a part of The Concrete Project. That band is no longer in existence, but that's okay because the music lives on, baby. The music lives on. Go to rainofmystique.com and check out the latest single, Chloroform. Also, Rain of Mystique has started a Twitch So she'll be twitching, actually, today, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. She will be twitching. Uh, So go and catch her live stream, Raina Mystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and also Raina Mystique on Twitch. Also, one more thing. Me and Raina has started a weekly show. I think we're just going to do a weekly. Fuck it. It's called Quarantine Sundays. If you saw it show up in the in the timeline, the timeline, I'm getting it all wrong. Can I just say I woke up at 1 a.m. today, this morning. It's 3 a.m. currently. I'm in the the makeshift studio slash uh, laundry room right now, and uh, I I just can't believe that I'm awake at this hour. This is just the most ridiculous thing. Quarantine has got my sleep schedule all fucked up but we're going to be doing quarantine sundays uh if you saw that pop up in the podcast feed and you listen to it thank you very much that is just something me and my wife are doing on facebook live so if you guys are interested please tune in saturday or excuse me (laughs) quarantine sundays at 4 p.m every sunday there's live performances there's prize giveaways excuse me there's burps (laughs) <laughs> um, there's uh, there's all kinds of stuff. We last week we gave out good tips that I've been talking to people all around the country. I've been talking to musicians all around the country and gave out the tips that they gave to me uh, on what they're doing to sort of mitigate and handle the COVID nineteen crisis that's going on right now. Uh, so it was fun, and surprisingly, people tuned in more to hear us talk than they did to hear us play. So. I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought people were going to want to hear us play and not want to hear us talk, but it was the opposite. Uh, we had a great time, and we want uh, we, we got some patches that we're sending out from our sponsor, Moded Studios. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So on our Facebook, you can follow me at We Speak, not We Speaking. You can follow my personal Facebook at facebook.com slash sweaty baloney. <laughs> And uh, you could also, I'll be posting it on the We Speak English Good Facebook feed as well. So uh, facebook.com slash We Speak English Good. Uh, Raina Mystique, make sure she'll be streaming it as well. And last week she, <laughs> she shared it, but her profile was on private, so no one saw it. Um, and that's fine. It, it, it was the first show. It was fun. We had a blast. But we got some great stuff planned for you this week, so please do tune in i would love for you guys to like subscribe and review since we're on the topic of facebook please go to instagram facebook at we speak english good and follow like and share please do it would be very much appreciated you can also what's it like subscribe review okay so please subscribe to the podcast go on, on apple itunes please subscribe on Spotify, follow us on YouTube. We got a YouTube channel and we're building it out. We got old podcast episodes up there. We got music tutorials. We got silly shit. We got all kinds of stuff going on. 
uh, been it growing my YouTube, so it's been fun. Uh, I, I've been really enjoying it. I, I don't know why I'm enjoying growing my YouTube, but it's been fun. I guess as a content creator, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> and it is. So please do like, subscribe on YouTube, and then please leave a review for the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, it helps us. Leave a five-star rating if you like. Leave a, a comment. Reach out to us on, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcast, reach out, and I'll read any comments on air if you want. Uh, write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com, and write uh, let us know what you're thinking, how we're doing. I, I hope that we're doing okay. Uh, I think we're doing great. I think we're killing it. I think we've been talking to some amazing guests. I'm talking to some, oh my God, I'm talking to some cool ass people this week. I'm talking to somebody in Barcelona, Spain, where COVID-19 is just running rampant. Uh, I, I'm talking today, I'm talking to somebody who's living in New York City, a musician who's living in New York City right now so i'm talking to people who are being directly affected by this shit and i, I mean like i feel like a real journalist here <laughs> so um yeah so be a be on the lookout we got some great podcasts coming up with some wonderful musicians and, and my god just some just amazing conversations i am not fucking around when i say just amazing conversations uh with just amazing people so stay tuned for that shit coming up uh what else did we have I, there was one more thing but i can't remember it um anyways guy and his wife jessica are doing a, a, a spring tour and i love this they're just going around the, it's the i can't remember what what they call it they call it like in the house tour or oh my god oh my god i'm just hitting every button except for the button i'm supposed to be hitting oh thank you siri Thank you. God, you're serious, you fucking nosy, nosy lady, you. Get out of here. I'm, I'm looking for this. Um, terribly, I'm looking for the house part, the house tour. Oh, my God, this is terrible. I might have to cut all this out. So, what they're doing is they're in our house tour. Uh, Guy Forsyth, Forsyth and Jessica Bailey will be doing all their spring tours. They, they, uh, as you guys know, musicians just unanimously lost our jobs. And uh, so instead of doing their actual spring tour that they had planned out, they're doing an In Our House tour. All shows live via Guy Forsyth band page on Facebook. So... Um, <laughs> So let's see where are we at right now. The uh, what's today's date? So right now it's April eighth. Uh, so it's their day off today. But uh, April 9th, they're gonna be uh, Mermay Room. Uh, I'm guessing that's one of their daughters uh, on Facebook, of course. Uh, uh, on on the eleventh, which is my birthday, and I do welcome birthday wishes. Thank you very much. Uh, they'll be playing in the bathroom. Uh, on the 12th, they'll be playing the Gospel Brunch on Facebook. Uh, on the 13th, they'll be playing in their bedroom. Uh, on the 15th, so you get the idea. <laughs> They're going to be doing an in-house tour. I thought that was very cute. And I I was watching them last week, and he, 
they're just incredible artists they're just so fucking good so go and check them out please follow guy forsyth and jessica bailey i'll make sure i put both those links in the show notes so go click follow watch this guy send him a tip we fucking need money girl girl what (laughs) we need money girl uh no but we, luckily guy was in the position where he's not eating a whole big pile of shit kind of like myself but there are people out there who are eating big piles of shit right now there are, are musicians and artists who are just who don't have a choice they don't really have options right now and they only depending on uh what to you know what hopefully the government's going to help take care of us which if they can pull this off i have to say um couldn't be more proud to be american if they can pull this off uh i'm still a proud american i'm a very patriotic person uh, i don't always agree with my government but that's okay because this is fucking america and we can question our government here uh so yeah i mean if we can get through this if they can pull this off without too much shit you know which i don't i don't know i I don't think things are going to go back the way they were right away um or even or anytime soon even but if we can get through this and uh you know keep people from losing their houses and you know getting kicked out into the streets and people starving in the streets you know like if we can prevent all that then god damn it i won't be i, I will be I, I couldn't think of anything more to be proud of than than a government that takes care of their own people on that level but they have not yet I'm just, it's april 6th it's april 8th and i have not gotten my goddamn stimulus check so where's my stimulus check trump Okay, you know what? This has been way too ridiculous. This is a long intro, and I'm sorry because Guy Forsyth is amazing, and we're going to do that right this fucking second. So, everybody, Guy Forsyth, Jessica Bailey, check it out. I'll see you guys on the other side. Let's get into it, baby. Guy Forsyth, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. My pleasure. I appreciate you reaching out. That's uh, that's I, I love that. Uh, I'm just curious, how did you come across me to reach out to? Well, my my wife Jess is also my manager, and and she was looking for podcasts. We're trying to be as proactive as possible to try to um talk, especially to the musician community right now, which is obviously feeling. Um, a lot of uncertainty. I've made my living as a as a live performer my entire life, but what we need to be doing right now is definitely not congregating in groups. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and so so it's just it's a weird time right now. My um, uh, so my wife Jess Jessica um, uh, has been really aggressive about setting up broadcasts from the house and using a digital tip jar and Venmo and PayPal and things like that um, to try to 
to replace our income, which just you know totally disappeared. Um, which is the appropriate thing to do. It's 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 very important that we not gather right now. Social distancing, and uh, um, and cutting down the rate of transmission of the COVID virus is the most important thing for everyone right now. Absolutely. And uh, but um, uh, we've also we we had a, a we had we've had some good success. Our our first podcast. How many people? What's the first? Um. Well, so far, 30,000. I'm going to go ahead and put you on speakerphone because sure. I'm... Um, uh, well, I look so beautiful. I'd love to see <laughs> you. sound beautiful. I, I know you both, uh, your husband-wife duo, so I'm glad that she's sitting in with us so we can get both your perspective oh, on this. Guys. I was going to just say... <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I'm, anyway, gonna, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking up the um, the numbers on the video. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I was just asking guy how you guys came across me, and uh, he was just telling me how you were um, you're his manager, so you were sort of looking out and being proactive in this weird time that uh, the world is facing. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's great that you guys are being proactive and trying to get that word out. That's actually been my, since this thing started, I've sort of shifted directions in that direction. So it's actually a very serendipitous, including the part about me supposed to be in Austin right now. So yeah. <laughs> where, are you, where are you from now? Uh, well, I was from, well, I'm from Ohio and that's where I'm currently at. But I spent the last, uh, I, I moved back here about two years ago. Uh, but I spent the last about 13 years out in San Diego, California, and um, I'm still active with a project out there. And we uh, we played the last two years at the Flamingo at uh, South by, and yeah. well, we all know what happened this year. So <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting because I've I've lived here in Austin since 1990, and I've I've had some sort of event um, uh, associated with South by Southwest either playing in um, um, a showcase in the festival or, or doing other parties and uh, um, other events, you know, almost since I moved to town, there've been a couple of years when I've been on the road, but um, almost every year we do something here. Um, uh, so just, just looked up the video from our, our, our house concert. Um, and uh, we're at 23.6 thousand views right wow. now. Which is, pretty amazing yeah um, no and, yeah. and i'm love seeing i love it because i'm seeing it from all my musicians friends all around the country even in even in toledo here i'm in toledo ohio the local musicians have taken up this live streaming and and you know putting out the payout because yeah i'm a musician as well i just lost my job with the rest of the fucking musicians in this country right. so we all just sort of unanimous unanimously became uh jobless so uh it's been a weird time and we're recollecting, but I definitely think that uh, in the long run of things, how we were talking about, how you were saying, please stay inside. I think in the long run of things, I'd rather not be getting paid right now than spreading this pandemic anymore and, and making oh, yeah, it any worse. My best friend lives in my hometown and she works at Dillard's. She's a manager at Dillard's. And they are not allowing her to decide not to come to work. If she doesn't go to work, she's going to get fired, which means that when when the government issues it so that they can't be at work anymore, she'll get unemployment. But her husband is a postal worker that goes door to door. Liz has she has a fever now. She has a fever and a cough 
and I'm afraid her husband's going to get it and it can go through the mail to everyone in town. Oh my! It's God. just so irresponsible for businesses to be forcing people to be around other people right now. And in uh, Texas, it's a little different, right? Like you guys haven't ordered any kind of shelter in place or anything yet, right? There's still mass gatherings or is that over no. now? Um, uh, it's, uh, I, I'm, all I know really is what, what we're seeing on the news because right. other than right. some trips out to, um, to try to get supplies, um, you know, we're, we're not going out. I've seen some coverage of Corpus Christi, which is a spring break center where there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people gathered together. Um, Mostly, you know, mostly younger kids. I was supposed yeah. to be at that Byron Bay tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were doing those. Yeah, like like Jess would have been singing um, in Australia oh, coming up. You know, we would have we would have just been getting back from New York um, uh, right now, but you know, we canceled all those uh, all those gigs as soon you know about you know about two weeks ago. Wow. Well, and that's about, and that seems like that was a little preemptive too at the time because even the country was sort of not even caught up two weeks ago, which is, you know. I was coming back from Canada. I, I like got on the flight as they were announcing the borders were closing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a science fiction reader. Me too. And so, <laughs> you know, it, it seems to like I've, I've already gone through all these scenarios in, you know, in, in print and in, in in theoretical situations many many times dude and, you have no you know, idea like, same fucking thing man for the last <laughs> two and a half years i've been reading post-apocalyptic books like back to fucking back like going and and i'm seeing no i'm serious i'm seeing all these signs from like the little flyers you see around like having anxiety about the pandemic you know like like these little details that i'm seeing from books that i've read over the last two years and it's freaking me the fuck out dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know and, that's and, fiction, but geez, old Pete. Well, it's it's the the thing is the gestalt of of the conversation is there. People know about it, so right. it, it 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 seemed to me like something to pay close attention to. You know, first time I heard about it, and uh, um, and so I I'm not a we're not preppers. You know, like like until we were. <laughs> two weeks ago you know yes. you know like and and uh, um and and there's not a lot that we can do because i mean we're still musicians we're in a rental house and uh, um i've got a little money in the bank but not a lot and all of it is from live performance it's you know it's literally it's just it's like well, all my life i've been doing this and i've been trying to save money and and you know you say you're able to save some so i'm not uh you know, so I don't think we're in the worst situation. I know a lot of musicians that, you know, are making their bills week to week. Yeah. And th those people are in a, in a, in a really dangerous situation. I, I, I mean, I guess I know a lot of people that are in that situation where they're, they're working week to week already. So their ability to, to put up three weeks worth of food and you know like is is limited and you know so so this it's it's a hard situation it really requires what i wish that i was seeing which we are not seeing is a unified 100% all in response from the government which does not include the concerns of business 
because the concerns of business is not what we need to be talking about right now. We need to talk about saving the population. That's the concern. Um, so, you know, like, and 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 I think that we can, and I think that we'll get through this. And yes, there will be economic fallout, but it's much more important that all the resources that we have are 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 focused on feeding people and treating the sick. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I know some would disagree, saying that you know uh, the economy and the well-being of the people uh, living from that economy is is just as important. Because, uh, uh, and I agree with you. I just want you to know I agree with you. Uh, but you, you can you can play the devil's advocate. We can have this conversation. He loves all, debate. He loves <laughs> debate. Well, no, I, I'm just saying the other side looks as like it goes hand in hand, and without one, the other one's gonna fail anyways. So we should be kind of we should be concerned about the economy as well as the well-being of people. Now, I see what you're saying as well. We're we're kind of taking a, a a bigger look at the economy and corporate uh, interests than we are people currently. But uh, I mean, do you, do you think that there is a balance that should be met there, or or do you think it's just all people or nothing? I, I'm I'm saying that an authoritarian response similar to what has been has gone on in China, and you know, I'm 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 extremely liberal. I'm extremely. Um, you know, like I, I value personal freedoms. I value, um, uh, you know, my, you know, like I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. But what we need right now is for people to isolate themselves as much as possible to cut down the rate of of exposure to the virus, and and that will make a huge difference in the amount of people that survive it. Um, and. Those 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 are hard decisions. You know, I, I also love history. And when I look at history, I you know, you can see people that were, you know, who had to make really hard decisions. And, you know, like and you're basically deciding ultimately who was gonna live and who was and who wasn't to try to do the best for everybody involved. Say, for example, during World War II, the the Allies had the Nazi codes. The um, we we got the the uh, the device called the Enigma device, which enabled us to um, basically understand what the 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 Nazis were doing. But we couldn't give up that secret. So if we knew they were going to attack at a certain place, we couldn't just move everybody because then they would know that we were on to them. So sometimes people like um. Uh, um like Churchill had to decide to let this ship be destroyed, to let this target be destroyed, knowing that he could save people because he had the information, but it was more important to not give up the fact that we had the way to do that. Though I, I definitely don't want that job. I don't want the type of type of job where you have to make those decisions, but those are the decisions that need to be made now. Yeah. It's hard. This is hard cheese. It's not any different than what people experience, you know, a hundred or two hundred years ago, it's just we haven't seen anything like it in a couple generations now. Yeah, and then put on top of that, our ability to travel nowadays and our ability to communicate is you know exponential uh, compared to what uh, was you know a hundred, two hundred. I mean, definitely twenty years ago. Shit. So I mean, not, that that adds a whole new. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But man. also, also, you guys can be each other's 
devil's advocate, but I want to be the little peaceful one that comes in and says, let's pay attention to all the beautiful things that are happening right now. Absolutely. In a world that just a few weeks ago, no one could even speak to each other because they were filled with so much anger over politics and, and the economy that now we've got people that are leaving each other food on doorsteps and going shopping for elderly and people having online happy hours and concerts and putting on shows for kids. Neighbors are organizing homeschooling online for each other. I mean, I think when this ends, we're going to have a much more beautiful friendship with the people that were around than we did before. I'd like to, I'd like to see this lead us to the conclusion that we are all way more connected no matter how much you know our 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 wealth or technology allows us to isolate or give us the illusion of connection um but and i i agree with jess i think that this you know is the type of thing that can bring people together ironically even in this period of time where we need to isolate that's why the 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 broadcast that we've been doing our, our you know our music um uh our music shows that we're doing for the living room and our upcoming spring tour because uh, um, <laughs> Jess set, has set up our spring tour where we're going to have our first show tomorrow in the kitchen, in the kitchen and then we'll go to the, <laughs> the dining room. And, and two days after that, we'll be in the living room. It's really a rerun yeah, of the dining room show. Everyone's really, everyone's really looking forward to the bedroom show which is near the end of the tour. And hey. then we, we might be adding a special tour date for for 420 in the garage. Hey, there you go. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. I love it. Well, that that's actually a really good idea. And, and, and to kind of speak on to um, the kind of the unity that I'm seeing, especially amongst the musician uh, community, I'm seeing people uh, creating music that day with like four or five different people all across the country or world. Um, there, um, I talked to somebody last night who their website is a music news website, but they decided to start uh, collecting money to help some of these musicians that they that they um, that they're in partnered up with to help them sort of get past these hard times because you know there's a, I mean you I mean to the biggest level people are taking a hit you know Jay Z if he had a summer tour or a spring tour he is eating shit just like the rest of us so yeah. um, not not that they're raising money for Jay Z or anything I'm just saying. <laughs> but they're raising money for musicians. I, I just think it's beautiful what it's bringing out in people, and and I absolutely agree with you. I, I, I mean, it, it is, and it's also shitty that it takes a uh, a horrible pandemic to do such a thing. But um, such is the nature of humanity, I guess. It just takes awful, horrible things for us to realize that we need each other, and to we we like we literally need, like babies need to be held after they're born, or else uh, you know, like it, it's insane, like or else they can die and it's it's yeah. nuts so like we we have to be connected and we we have to we have to realize that or else we're gonna well perish i suppose or i i, I agree well, I, I think agree. we'll all perish eventually anyway well that, that <laughs> is, without, is without question <laughs> facts yeah. we got a fact yeah, yeah. we got a fact checker here <laughs> we just try to hold it off a little while that, that's right you know nobody gets out of this alive yeah. <laughs> well, no. And, oh, go please. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, and 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 just like like you're saying, that connection is absolutely necessary for human beings. If you put someone in solitary confinement, they will go insane. Right. Um. And music is a fabulous tool 
for transcending our difficult situations. Probably, evolutionarily speaking, that's one of the primary reasons why we are musical animals. You know, it gives us strength. It gives us identity. It connects us to others. It's a way that we show our, you know, uh, we that shows our connection to other people. It's 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 used for, um, you know, every religion in the world has music at its core, even the ones that forbid music. <laughs> Which is so weird. <laughs> and you, you know. Oh, please. They just wanted like, no, this is this is specials. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is the specials music. You're, it's tremendous music. Um, this this uh, no no. I I have family who was uh, marrying into a a a um <clears throat> a family, another family who uh, had that exact thing. It was we went to the we- to the wedding reception and there was music and it was very boring and very dry music. It was it v- echoed of like Ricola, you know, like just just very <laughs> terrible. Like no one wants to listen to this. Um and, and and then and then we went to the 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 ceremony afterwards and uh, I got there I was like where's the bar? Okay, no bar, okay. And then also no dancing. Everyone has to remain seated until it's time to give your tithes or tea. Is that what they call them? So at the wedding reception, we had to ante up some money for the church again. So it was just, it was the worst representation of religion and, and ceremony I've ever seen in my life. It was just, it, come on, man. I mean, even the Catholics, you have a little bit more spirit to their, their ceremonies than that. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Anyway, so what what else have you guys been sort of planning out for this thing? I know you guys just had an album out too. So uh, tell me what you guys what else you guys are planning, and then let's talk about so let's talk about what you guys are doing or or what you have done, I suppose. Well, we have the the spring tour that starts tomorrow, and we're gonna try and find ways to make it just as entertaining as possible. So we're gonna try maybe and and cook something while we're playing in the kitchen and and I'll and, and we'll do I'll try to f- some kitchen themed music like <laughs> the Robert Johnson song come into my kitchen I was going to do um I was going to do Texas cooking the guy Clark song yeah. and uh, we'll you know just just pull out some songs that sort of make sense to the specific rooms I'm a um so I'm a songwriter and a, a guitar player i moved to austin in 1990 and uh, and so i've done a lot of different types of performance i don't feel at all bad in the solo or, or like the sort of stripped down acoustic thing because that's how i started but i've done a lot of electric band stuff as well and i really miss getting to play with other people in 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 the sort of band setting which is not immediately likely to happen soon. <laughs> right. Um, but Jess and I, um, uh, we, we sing together and, and, uh, um, and play percussion and, and, uh, and different stringed instruments. Yeah. I'm just learning to play instruments. I've only been playing for about two years now. I've been singing for a long time, but the instruments are brand new. So Guy is, is very, very kindly helping me learn. And man, I just see the hunger he has for me to learn. So he has someone that can can keep up and play with him. Well, well God bless you for, for trying and doing that. <laughs> I mean, because uh, me and my wife play together as well. And she sings and I just play guitar. But but she recently also picked up uh, some instruments. So she's playing the cajon now and she's playing the ukulele, which she's 
really gotten good at. But and you play the ukulele too, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that I think that's perfect. I, I love it when people are like, you know what, fuck that. I'm gonna especially vocalists because there is some like disconnect between especially vocalists who don't play instruments uh, and, and vocalists who you know just sing. And totally. I always feel like there's a disconnect. You know what I mean between yeah. the instrumentalists and the vocalists uh, on well, some weird do- level. When I moved here to Austin, I was a vocalist and I thought that I had all my shit together and that I was ready and I I thought I was ready for Austin stages and I will be the first to admit that I was not ready. I didn't understand. I just didn't understand how much I didn't know. (laughs) And, and, And so I've been going through the growing pains of learning the instruments and trying to learn how to lead a band appropriately which i thought i knew how but i didn't and guy has been showing me how to do all that as well as sharing the stage with me i mean let's be honest it's his stage it's all his years of hard work he's put in that even offers me the chance to be there yeah i mean i I was looking into uh guy uh your your past and looking at it i mean you've had a great career and and uh, and you still have a great career going here. Well, we'll see how great our careers are going to go. Until like last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a great career until last <laughs> week. It's, it's, uh, you know, like the, we we we've been doing a lot of you know a lot of these broad broadcasts, and so we've I guess done three specific music broadcasts and a little bit of just conversational broadcasts. And, yeah, I was saying I'm just going to video myself talking to people because I'm so dang bored. And, we've, like, gotten, <laughs> and we've gotten a lot of really. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of support for doing it from from people around the world because you know so people can listen in at different times even if they're not able able to listen to it live. Um, uh, and uh, I, I'm I'm uh, what am I trying to say? I'm really great grateful that people are listening because it's hard to be a musician when no one's listening. I remember when 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 I first started and I didn't have any sort of connections into the industry and nobody knew who I was and so. I was a street musician then, you know, you just have to go where the people are and, and, and try to find the opportunities to play. And, and it's hard now because people aren't congregating the same sort of way. And so how are you going to find someone to listen to you? Finding communities uh, that you can be a part of songwriter groups. If you're a songwriter, um, you know, like finding people, if, if, if you are a, if you're interested in recording, finding ways to use the internet to 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 send tracks around so that you can um you know record stuff and 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 trade it and and work with other people to to keep engaged, which is important for the individual's health, um, mental health, and but it's also important for the community's mental health. You know, it's like it's computer and and just in the broadest possible terms, you know we the more we can feel like we are still connected and still growing and that this is not uh, just, you know, that we're not in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, to, to, to just sit there and, and to stare blankly at those press conferences and, and all those news things and just stuffing, you know, fun nuggets down your throat and just, you know, staying focused. Like, and you're seeing it now. You're seeing people who, who don't have any other hobby but their job, like, really starting to turn on each other. And, and now it's so much so that, that the government are making announcements not to turn on your family members. So uh, yeah. I think it's, and right now it's very important for artists to be out there, not 
losing their shit. Even if they did read fucking 20 some books about fucking the apocalypse in the last two years, you know, um, I'm watching keep a your show shit on together. Netflix about the pandemic right now. It oh, is not wow. the best choice that I've made. Is that the Bill Gates one? No, let me find. I, I have it. Hold on. It, yeah, it's the new one that was just released the week that yeah, the pandemic was released. Accurate one. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. That's. Uh. There's a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding that Netflix <laughs> and Bill Gates. It's called Containment. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, I think that we need to watch Containment because all we need to do is watch that and listen to the rules, and we be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to the rules, folks. No, and uh, stop being idiots. You're contagious. Stop it. You're breathing each other's air bubbles. Yeah, it's really (laughs) weird. And and then to see these young kids out there, and I I remember what it was like to be young, and I remember what it was like for old people to tell me to stop partying, and I would just be like, (laughs) "Fuck you, man. I'm fucking gonna live forever, bro." You know, like it's you. You're not. Your brain's not even fully formed yet, you know? It's like, when you're under 25, you might as well be 12. It's just like, and, and not to say that, uh, I know there's some grown-ups out there and who are being responsible, and I know I'm making sweeping generalizations, but the fact is that we're seeing all these images of dipshits out on the beach, and it's mostly young people, and that's how this shit is spreading the fastest. So, for the love of God, people, please. And, and this is... <laughs> I know, I know what it's like being told to stop partying, but please, right. for the love of God, <laughs> just chill. Party in the house, all right? It's not, it's okay. Do the yep. the online party thing. I just got invited to my first online party, which I'm excited to go to. I've <laughs> 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 never been to an online party, so I'm excited to see what that uh, entails. It just seems like a lot of like sitting and staring at each other. I don't know. I don't know what that entails, but I'm excited to go. So let's talk about conspirators because I was listening to that album earlier today and uh, and I'm digging it and and I got to hear your I mean you're a fan, guy you're a fantastic harmonica player fantastic guitar player I mean you got a great voice you know like you're the toll package I, I I you know like I loved watching your live band I think there's this one where there's like an hour show. And I was just like halfway through. I was like, "Oh shit! I gotta like get my shit together." I was, I like lost my place in time because I was so <laughs> enthralled. So, uh, so let's talk about conspirators. What was the decision to sort of strip down and um, shake off the electric and uh, kind of get down to the roots? Uh, I mean, besides you coming from the roots, but well, well, I, I originally it was Jess and I had had just started singing together, and. Uh, we recorded at Matt Smith's Six String Ranch, uh, um, a studio here in, in town. That, and I've worked with Matt for a number of different things. And originally we were like, all right, well, let's just go in. We'll, we'll record a couple of songs to make a demo make so, so we can book some li- a couple live shows. And, uh, um, and, and Matt was a studio guitarist and like a top tier go-to guitar player in New York city for many years before he really started to do his own production. And so he, he's just a, a, a real ace at getting good sound in the studio, especially guitar sounds has the right gear, has the, you know, has, has a bunch of good stuff. And, and so we went in there like, all right, we'll just do this with an acoustic demo. We'll just go in, we'll, we'll record a bunch of songs in one day. And, uh, and, and, 
and when we heard it back, we we're like, "Hey, this is this is great. Let's, uh, you know, let's let's just do some more." And 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 just started tinkering because it was it was inexpensive to do it, and uh, um and we were having a good time doing it. And eventually, we were just started to be more and more enraptured with the basic simplicity of what we were doing and how that is very much the alternative to what we're hearing musically in almost every circumstance these days. The dominant instrument of the last century was the guitar. It started really slow, but it finished real strong. The dominant instrument of this this century is the computer. And computer recording lends itself to a gearhead mentality where just because you know, you know just because you can, you're tempted to try, you know, to keep layering stuff on and 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 keep trimming away and 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 processing sound and i've done a lot of recording like that but that's not the way that people have experienced music through most of our history so this was an attempt to try to get back to those just basic dna of what the you know like of what the song is where it's it's the voice and the guitar mm-hmm that that's tight that that's a great explanation and, and i like how you're kind of touching on how um i mean yeah tracking uh you know on a computer i mean that's very very new i mean that before that it was like tapes and it was track by track but then even before that it was just stick a fucking mic in the middle of the room and 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 if you have a solo stand the fuck up and get a little closer because that's the only way it's <laughs> yeah. getting on the tape bitch so, right, right. Put, put put your head in the cone. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that still, and I, I honestly I love the revival of that that we've seen in the last like you know fifteen twenty years of 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 going back and and going and, and recording on tape and and doing like you know the single mic room recordings and I I've really loved that movement back to it. And in fact, me and my wife that's how we released our last album was uh, fully on tape and. Well, you know, it's just fun to brag that's on tape. So, <laughs> but but it's yeah, only yeah. fun to brag to like people who give a shit because like the general person who listens to our music does not care that it was on tape. But you know, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, like it's it's you have to be interested in this to a certain degree to be able to make the distinctions. Right. And a lot of a lot of people never get the opportunity to make those distinctions because most of the music that they hear is, is you know is just what what's coming out of the stream whatever the stream is whether it was the radio and then and you know maybe they're using spotify or something like that most most people in america at this point have never paid for music ever yeah yeah it's a weird time for a musician <laughs> um you know like you, you don't have to buy you don't have to buy a uh, um you you don't have to buy a record. You don't have to buy a cassette. You don't have to buy a CD. You don't have it's, to buy the boombox. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, like everybody is already, you know, everybody has the perception that they've already paid for the device. Mm. You know, whether it's whether it's the phone or the computer, um, and so they feel like, well, you know, that's they've already paid for the music. But it's a hard time for a musician because the tech businesses have just put themselves in the way of a of a pre existing income stream, and pirated it from the artists oh, and yeah. so the artists are, are left with a uh you know like less than 10 percent of what they would have made well, it's, it's it's much less than that really oh yeah um 
you know, you, you know, I can have 200,000 streams and, you know, and I get a check for like $9. <laughs> you know, so, right. you know, it's a little frustrating. It, yeah, it's a little frustrating. Well, and and, and, oh, and, please. And, and those income streams, the ones that didn't depend on live performance have all been destroyed by the tech industry. And now this comes along. So musicians are, you know, have been just totally cut out of the economic equation. Ironically, in a period of time where people have better access to music than ever before, it's never, there's never been a better time to be a consumer of music. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never been a worse time to be a producer. <laughs> well, it, it's it, it's certainly uh, uh, it's certainly confusing and it's certainly frustrating. But I also think that with this digital platform and these streaming platforms, it does open up um, a, a different way of getting an audience. And you know that's uh-huh. that's what artists want. You know, like they want an artist. The artists want an audience to play their art or to display their art to and and so it, it can sort of break down those barriers like the gatekeepers that uh, you know like the A&R guys at Sony or whatever the fuck you know like you don't you don't necessarily need them if you can kind of find your way through so I kind of feel like there's this neat little I mean it's it's definitely unbalanced and I'm not I, I agree with you that it's fucking fucked up but it, there's also this little neat little caveat that comes with it where you don't necessarily need to go get a record contract to to have a successful you know to have a successful album and to have a successful career and to to make money on the road it's you just gotta you know i mean these days you can actually just buy that a little bit if you pay a marketing company a marketing firm to sort of do that but there is also a chance for an organic way of maintaining an audience and or, or getting an audience and maintaining it through these platforms I agree. I agree that the, it it would it would have been, um, you know, uh, before you could record your record on your laptop computer, um, you could have made a home studio and you could have invested like you know three or four thousand dollars on on the gear in your home studio. And before that, you would have needed, you know, a, you know, like to make a record in like 1974. You know, you had to have a pretty top tier studio to do such a thing, you know, because the machines themselves were really expensive. Um, It's anybody now with a laptop computer can make music. It is a fabulous access to the marketplace through technology. That's really cool. And and I agree that um, most musicians and certainly this is the way that I I was when I first got into the business. I just wanted to be a part of it. I just wanted to get to participate in music. I was such a fan. I wanted to get as close to it as possible. And and you know the the best you know the best seat in the house I have always found is the one on stage. <laughs> For sure. You know. So um. Uh, so I, you know, I wasn't interested in business when I started, but in work in dealing with record labels and 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 the business itself. I, I know a lot more about business than I ever wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> which actually, you know? which actually brings up a, a, an interesting thing that I sort of was reading on your bio uh, about being uh, signed to Antone's. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Ch- Ch- Charles Clifford, the- Clifford, Clifford Antone, Antone, which yeah. Antone's is is the famous club in in Austin. There, the famous blues club, and Antone yeah. has a uh, had the reputation of helping artists such as Stevie Ray Vaughan and Gary Clark Jr. So there, there's a lot of history to that, and and but there's also a lot of history to the outcome of that. So I, I would love for you to just sort of explain how you came into know and got into oh, yeah. the bar and and sort of and and explain sort of tell your story of what happened with that particular record contract sure sure when i uh when i first moved down to austin texas antones was one of the very first places that i went to and i i, I ended up getting uh getting a gig there playing really shortly after i moved uh, i moved to town I remember going to the offices when they were across the street from the club uh, at the Antones music store, because they also had a record store and that record store still exists too. And, and just like walking in with the guitar and being like, I just moved to town. I just wanted to say hi and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and, and that experience was great for me as a player. I went from listening to um, uh, listening to the harmonica player, James Cotton on record just like every day of my life until I moved down to um, Austin, Texas to standing behind the club smoking marijuana with him. So <laughs> it was <laughs> it, you know, like it was it was it was absolutely the best thing that could happen to me musically to get to, you know, just like suddenly get to meet these people and hang out with them and to and, and to play music with them. I signed a contract with um, with Clifford and. I learned a really important lesson from that whole experience because the contract that I signed was not friendly to the artist at all. I don't think that Clifford was a um, a, a predatory businessman when it came to music because the truth was that he was laundering drug money through the um, through the company, which is also the story of almost every other record label um, as well because it's a great way to to show a loss. Mm. Um, and and if you have a bunch of money what a fabulous way to spend it. It's probably the most altruistic way that you could do it as opposed to, you know, buying a Learjet or, you know, and, 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 and putting a strip club in your Learjet. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, so I, and, and, and he genuine, genuinely loved the music and you wouldn't get, and really the whole course of American music has been influenced by that because the outsider country music movement, the sort of like outlaw country sound, um, would not have been the same if it hadn't been influenced by the artists that uh, Clifford Antone booked in Austin in the seventies. So that's, you know, I think that just totally, totally influenced and enriched the American music sound. So I got this great contract with the, um, uh, you know, I got, I got a three record contact with him. It was very exciting. Clifford ended up getting, um, uh, well, he, he got, arrested for um, uh, um for trafficking in large amounts of marijuana and went to jail for a period of time and the whole company was in jeopardy and was sold to another party to keep it from becoming uh the property of the state because they would have they would have assumed control because it was um in, according to drug laws the uh, um it was you, you know drug money had gone into it well the people who bought the company were not nearly as good, uh, you know, at the business side of it 
than um, uh, it had been before. So I ended up having this contract for, um, with Antones, but Antones at that point started to go through a series of bankruptcies. And so even though I had the contract every time I made a record and I made some really great records that I really liked and was and very proud of, that they would declare bankruptcy when the records were coming out. So I didn't get any support with them. So it was frustrating. So, so for, through the period in my twenties, um, which, you know, could have been the most productive time in my career. I, you know, I, I was still under contract and I was making records, but I didn't own the records and I couldn't do anything with them. So a frustrating situation. Time goes by. Eventually the people who own, uh, who owned Antone's records, um, declared bankruptcy again, but this time they did it in the federal court. I had friends who were um, very supportive of the artists that had been taken advantage of by the new Antones Corporation, which is by, which I want to say once again was not Clifford. It was other people, a group called the Texas Music Group, um, that was all you know owned by a, a guy who didn't have really any real interest in the uh, um, the music business, but he had a lot of money. Um, and so eventually I, they took them to court and won in a federal bankruptcy court, which required them to sell their assets to try to pay the artists. And that amount of money really only paid for the lawyers. But um, uh, the catalog was bought by New West Records, which owns the Antones catalog now. So they may or may not um, may not do something with it. But um I was glad to see the music taken out of the hands of the people that that ended up in control of uh, Antone's records because eh, they, they were bastards. I, I mean, like I, I suffered some from all of that, but um, but I knew some other musicians who suffered even more. And, you know, it's just a hard thing when people are taking money from musicians because th there's not a lot of money to go around. Yeah, absolutely. That's a it, it's yeah, it, it, the pot's already small and then it just take it. And and, that, and you hear that story all the time about, you know, artists getting fucked over. I, yeah. But yeah. I, I I do like that you pointed out that it, he was taking the money from drug selling drugs or some right. would say it's medicine. Uh, <laughs> uh and and using it to fund this 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 record company and this club and his endeavors which gave us so much great music so i mean you can't you can't be mad at the guy <laughs> he was oh it, yeah definitely not a uh, clifford clifford brought a lot of a, a lot of joy into the world his um he set up some foundations which are still really helping a lot of elderly musicians his sister susan antone continues to um to be active in in philanthropy gary clark jr is one of the owners of the club as it exists now oh, cool. and 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 that's i mean that's that's kind of a nice story arc right there yeah you know that's a yeah you know, so that's that's a pretty story in, in any way you look at it yeah, totally, and, uh, man. I mean, and, and it yeah. gets to live on, and and, and it, it's being curated by a, a fine artist, and and that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, you couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, and it wasn't like it was like heroin or meth or anything. <laughs> it was just a little weed, <laughs> or, oh, yeah, or a lot of weed, I guess. Yeah, I, cause I, you know, it was it was it was a lot, you know, like, <laughs> um, but. And 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 I knew, and I also knew some of the other people who went went to jail for that whole bust. All of which went down before I moved down to Austin. Mm. It just took a while, a while for it to be sentenced and settled. Mm. Um, uh, but but 
I would be surprised if anybody who hears this podcast has a negative view about marijuana, especially when you consider such things as alcohol or legal. You know, it's, 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 I mean, that's, that's a, 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 I mean, there's probably, there's another cool podcast to talk about this, but mainly that's about um, class and race war. Oh yeah, totally, man. I mean, back back when they were doing the uh, marijuana, they're blaming the Mexicans and the black people. They're like, they'll they'll come and rape your mom, and it, it was- absolutely. And it was the textile industry who was trying to move away from hemp, um, you know, to try to to sell their new product that lobbied Congress to create the first um, uh, drug laws that made um, marijuana illegal, and they used fear of of uppity blacks to do it. Yes, uh, uh, Hearst, William Randolph Hearst, uh, yeah. who who ran the paper company, who ran the newspaper industry at the time, and right. and, and was like, no, you're not going to switch this shit over to to hemp. That costs way too much money. Let's just <laughs> invent this entirely false narrative and shove it up the American people's ass. And, and and here we are. <laughs> We're still reeling from that shit. And my God, in Texas. Oh my god! Like it, it's so heartbreaking that because I love Texas so much. I I think Texas is so, what some of the what, some of the greatest people on earth live in Texas and fucking and Austin especially. But I'll be goddamn if Texas hates weed still. Like this is insane. Like how are you gonna hate weed? And I I mean it's such a cool place, and that's like one of the biggest thing that bummed me out about that place was. That is like well, and, and you know, in Austin, it, it seems to be kind of tolerated, but you know, it, it's 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 looking it, right right now. The 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 state has um, uh, stopped um, uh, investing money in prosecuting people for low grade marijuana offenses, and I think that eventually it will be legal here. As I think that eventually it sh- it'll be legal all over the United States. Because it's impossible to deny the hypocrisy about the situation. But some people still have, you know, like income streams that are based around um, running prisons and they have a lobby and they're going to want to try to keep, you know, keep that money secure. But I think that it's a it's a losing argument and eventually it will fall by the wayside. And the and and any conversation about drug problems in America, if you run the numbers marijuana is not the problem it's pharmaceuticals that are the problem the biggest problem besides alcohol yeah. of course <laughs> yeah. which is which is i mean and the only reason why alcohol is fucking above that is because fucking it's so readily available uh yeah I mean, and, 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 it's, and, and it's such a part of our culture yeah. you know like going going back to uh um, mesopotamia we didn't stop moving around until we found out how to make beer Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's true that um uh, that that agriculture totally um uh, was a hunter gatherer thing until they realized that if you put a whole bunch of grain in water and leave it for a while, it'll go bad and become alcohol. <laughs> well, and then and then they and then they realized they had to stop somewhere and they had to they had to like stay in one place. Some of the oldest writing in cuiform uh um uh tablets where they used to take like a, a a piece of clay and while it was still wet make notches in it with a uh, with a stylus 
um, some of the very first things that were written down are um, recipes on how to make beer and songs <laughs> to the god of beer. <laughs> well then it's just it's just in us like it's just i mean we're not only socially but geez i mean in in our genetics like it's just it's a part of who we are which is really weird because it's such a destructive i mean it's a solvent fuck dude it's a solvent (laughs) it's such a destructive force and it's so interesting that humanity gloms onto that um i mean it kind of I mean, it kind of rings out true. Like we're just self-destructive. Like it just, you know, like the way the way you see um, uh, humanity playing itself out on this world stage, where if we're not trying to, you know, overbake the planet with all our CO two emissions, you know, we're dumping oil into the coast and and you know, like we're doing everything we can for 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 us to end in, in a very horrible and violent manner. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I'm I'm just curious. Like we talk about alcohol. Did you, was alcohol ever a, a big factor in your life where you had to step away from it? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I am lucky that way because yeah. once I started working regularly as a professional musician in a, in in '90 when I first moved down to town, um, I could probably drink as much as I wanted almost any day. Just because if, if if you're working in a club and it's uh, and and things are going well, it's you can drink. Yeah, you know, like you know, like if 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 the club's not going to give you drinks for free, you can get them out of the audience if you're a good musician. It, you know, like it's just bring them to you. yeah, yeah. You can just hey, bring us around, and and people will. Um, and I'm lucky because it, you know. It just hasn't been an issue for me. I've never drank a lot, and when I did, I, if I drink a lot, I get sick, you know. And I just don't, I don't like it. It's it's not something that I that, that I crave. We have alcohol in the house, but we don't, you know. But but I don't drink that much, and and uh, um, and I have been able to dodge that bullet. But I've certainly seen it destroy a lot of people that I love, and it can be it can be really hard, you know. It's just like it's, some people get in that situation, and and. Uh, and you know they maybe because their system is such that they don't you know they're able to endure it better it just it seems like a better option but um but i've been around it one way of looking at the job is that you're an alcohol salesman you yeah, know right. which which is not which is not why i got into music <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wasn't trying to help jim beam out over here <laughs> right right um uh, and uh, and and i and all through the um, the nineties and, and and the aughts, I, I've I've resisted getting a direct sponsorship from you know from beer and or or other alcohol because that's just you know that wasn't because I've I've been kind of anti-commercial most of most of my life. One of my absolute top musician um, uh, idols is Tom Waits, and Tom Waits's particular stand against. Um, commercializing your music has resonated with me, even while the rest of the business has sort of like abandoned that stance and realized that one of the only ways that you can reach your audience is through commercialism, you know, and and, and trying to um, bond your art with other levels of commerce. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I know that like the light crust doughboys 
who became the um, Milton Brown and the Brownies, who became uh, the um, Texas Playboys, you know, like you wouldn't, they wouldn't have gotten their opportunity to play on the radio if it wasn't for that. The King Biscuit Flower Hour wouldn't have existed without King Biscuit Flower, you know. So, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get too much on this high horse, but I also believe that as an artist, if you compromise yourself to a degree that you can't say the thing that you need to say, you're not doing anyone a favor. Yeah. Well, At I, least of all yourself. Well, I, I like that. So, so you've never, you've never licensed your music out for any kind of commercials. Not, not for, not for commercial, not for commercial stuff. I've, I've, I've licensed music out for movies that are for people that I, that I've known that, I, you know, like who are working on, 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 on projects and things like that. Um, but I have uh, I've turned down opportunities to to commercialize stuff, and I, and 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 maybe going forward I would have a different opinion or, or or different feelings about that because yeah the situations change and before I became a parent it was a lot easier to look at my life and go I don't mind if I don't have any money because I'm already getting to do what I want to do yeah um, but my responsibilities are different at this stage of my life yeah um, we've got. We've got two girls, and and uh, and and you know, that's yeah, that's job one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man, it changes. It definitely changes. That uh, your priorities have changed because, like, you don't mind starving by yourself in some crummy apartment, just getting by. I mean, you get to go do your dream job, but then yeah. you add the equation of like a a little tiny child looking up at you, starving and hungry, and like, Daddy, I'm hungry. Like, now that's just heartbreaking. You can't. <laughs> It's just, it's not happening. Yeah, it's our it's our youngest daughter's birthday today. Oh, happy yeah. birthday! She's pretty bummed out about Corona having oh, yeah. fucked up you know her what? birthday. Corona is gonna fuck up my birthday too. So tell her she's not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, you were talking about licensing out to movies. Where are some uh, movies? Uh, wait, oh, wait, I think I th- I saw that you uh, contributed to Waking Life, which is I love Richard Linklater. Um, that, that's that's awesome. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, did you did you see Waking Life? Oh yeah, totally. When that when so, that oh so my god, I'm playing I'm playing the ukulele in the um in in the it's Mercury Hall, but um uh, um but I'm I'm the guy in the overalls playing the ukulele. Okay, I I don't remember that specifically. It's been a while, <laughs> but but that's cool. Yeah. So you're that's how you contributed in that in that setting. You were just playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. See. I'm uh, I'm uh. Richard did another movie called The Newton Boys, and I and I and I sang a song on the soundtrack for The Newton Boys, and we're oh. in one of the and one of the scenes as a musician, you know. All right, on. So, so uh, do you do you know Richard Langlayer then? Not not particularly well. I mean, I think he would recognize me, and and I'd certainly recognize him. You know, I've 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 had a dozen or so conversations with him, but it's not like we're hanging out, right? Yeah, you're <laughs> you not know? you're not speed dial or anything, but but I mean, how did you end up? How did you come into that? How did you end up coming into? I mean, especially contributing to a, a couple of his movies. Sure, the um, uh, Richard's first film was Slacker, and that was his graduating thesis from film film school at the University of Austin. And that film came out in 1990, just about the same time that I moved to town. And so when I look at that movie, that's the Austin that I, I, uh, um, I moved to. There's a, a couple different people that are in that movie that I ended up working with over time. Um, one of which is, is my buddy Whammo, 
who was one of the founding members of the Asylum Street Spankers, um, a band that I started in the in, in the early 90s. Um, and Richard Linkletter would come see the Spankers play um, uh, sometimes uh, when we were playing at the Electric Lounge. Um, I remember hanging out with him and Quentin Tarantino after one of the shows where we went to a little uh, late night eatery and, and, you know, just stayed up and were the most obnoxious people, obnoxious people in the place <laughs> you know, for a period of time. Quentin Tarantino is the loudest guy in, in any restaurant that he's in. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that conversation like? Oh, well, we talked about films. I, I, I love Kung Fu and, and, and Kung Fu films. So we talked about, uh, Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest, the two different production houses in in uh, in in Hong Kong that produced most of those classic um, uh, kung fu films. We're you know just just big geeks and fans about that, and 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 talking a lot about music and and uh, you know the sort of things that when you're 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 drunk and drinking coffee, you end up talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're having <laughs> a good time and just chatting casually with Quentin Tarantino. And then at that time, that wasn't Quentin Tarantino who he is. Well, not now, but I mean, like, was Pulp Fiction and stuff already out then? Or yeah, so that okay. was that. That's like uh, that's like ninety, um, uh, like ninety nine. Okay. So yeah, he'd so already he, had he'd already had a, a, a great deal of success. Oh yeah, so point. he was killing it. Yeah. So yeah. so you uh so you knew Linklater just from him seeing you, and and so that's how he kind of did he reach out to you, or how did that? How did you? End well, up- for for Waking Life, which was the first thing he yeah he did he did um uh, reach out to me, and I and I found out about it. Through my um, uh, through Kevin Womack, who was my manager at the time. Nice, and, and so they reached out, and they and he just asked you like, "Hey, you want to do this?" And then, and yeah, that, and that, yeah. that's that's really cool, man. That's a really cool thing that he because because uh, I, I know he works a lot out of Austin still, right? Like uh, as a director. Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I I don't know if he's got a house here or not, but you know who else is from Austin who I, I fucking love. Well, I don't love, but I, I think is fully entertaining is is Alex Jones. Oh my God, Alex <laughs> Jones! So yeah, Alex Alex Jones is in in uh, um, uh, Waking Life as well. Yes, yes, um, that's uh, I, right, that's right. I, I know I know a lot of people in the radio industry here, and so you know I've heard a lot of uh, stuff about Alex Jones. Um, uh, I'm. He, he, yeah, he's a, a useless piece of trash. He's oh. could be he, he's amusing um on occasion, yes. but I think he's done a horrible amount of damage, honestly. Mm. Um, you know, it's just it's you know, like he he's he knows he's an entertainer. Right. He's testified in 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 court that he's an entertainer, but a lot of people still, you know, are are are, are believing things that he said which are absolutely untrue right yeah he know? said and, some stupid shit that like yeah, right, right, right. yeah and then the whole trump thing the sandy hook thing yeah i i get it but there was a time <laughs> when alex jones was was fuck it was well first of all he was right a few times and he was very entertaining but yeah you're right and you, the only reason why i brought him up is because with all this shit going on i was like i wonder what alex has to say about this and of course it's bill gates and george soros and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Alex Jones is 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 selling miracle cures. Yes, which is the worst thing that you could be doing. Yeah, the, <laughs> the what, what what do they call them? The snake venom, or what was it? When people would go to town to town with their little yeah, like uh, uh, snake oil. Is, yeah, is, snake oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right there. No, no, and, he, and, he's crazy. And, and, and there was a time when I was, you know, like I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, because you know, I, I uh, 
I, I appreciate speaking truth to power and I, and, and you know, like there's, and, and, and I like an outsider's perspective. And I think that it's really necessary to have that outsider's perspective. But, um, but I think he really crossed the line from going from being the outsider's perspective to, you know, being, you know, being part of the problem. Well, yeah, I mean, he crossed over. I mean, as soon as Trump got in office, it changed completely. Like, he's no longer the outsider. He is, like, he's the insider now. Yeah. Yeah, it got it got fucking it got weird, and, and I only brought him up because I just I just thought of him because uh, I saw him the other day on the stupid on the phone. I was staring at it at three in the morning, going down the rabbit hole of fear and, and anxiety, as we all probably did a little bit when all this started striking. But but we have we have great people like you and your wife who are, are putting out awesome content, who are making things, making it easier for people to sort of ease in to uh this this uh seclusion that we're about to embark on and we're just at the beginning so um you know that's that's great man do you mind if we play a song off of uh off of conspirators do you mind if you we... certainly should uh what what song should we play um uh well it, 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 you you know your audience better than i do um, Nobody gonna bail all- me out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Nobody gonna <laughs> bail me out. We'll be right back. Nobody gonna bail me out. 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 Right. Nobody cares about this. 
back so yeah i I, i'm sorry i just crowded you right in there i mean like i usually (laughs) like to let people pick but like that's the song that i was just that stood out in my head and i listened to a couple times you know on the past i didn't get a whole lot of time to research you man i usually like to do a good amount of research on my guests but uh but I, I I did get to listen to some of your guys' stuff and some of your stuff from the past is up, and I really dig it, man. And I really dig your story. Now I, I thought I saw something in your bio about um, uh, joining the circus. I don't know. Maybe that was maybe you're speaking in metaphor there, but I'm not sure. Well, here, here's the here's the 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 um. So what I did is I I started working at renaissance festivals and traveling around the u.s doing that and it was like joining the circus Got because you. it was a that's it right. was a group of, a, a group of you know like carnies you know people who are it's just that they were carnies and tights um <laughs> and uh, and and the situation was great for me because you you know you, you trap you go and you camp at a place and you're with all these really weird but artistic people and uh and so I was learning how to play music at that time, but I wasn't proficient enough to, to make a living at it. But we would go to, you know, I would go to places like Metairie, Louisiana, right outside of new Orleans and live there for a couple of weeks while we did the festival on the weekends. And the rest of the week, I would just go to the music scene. The same thing happened in New York. And, and, uh, um, and, and when I first came down to Austin, Texas, I was doing, um, uh, TRF, the Texas Renaissance Festival. And, um, and I, on, on a weekday, we went down to Austin and I went down to sixth street and I saw the bands playing on sixth street and some of them were working for tips and I was already working for tips at the Renaissance Festival. I was like, Hey, I could, I could do this. <laughs> um, and, and, the what I first started doing at the Renaissance Festival was a, was a stunt show, like a choreographed fight st- stunt show, um, which sounds sexier than it probably is it was more it was more like clowning like like larry moe and curly slapstick um <laughs> that's fun but you know like i i, I you know and, and you know i'm young at the time i'm like uh 20 years old and so i you know you can get beat up and you know like through the weekend and spend the rest of the week healing and you're fine <laughs> so 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 yeah it was like running away and joining the circus and it was nice because the it, it was totally different than the sort of career path that um uh, that most people in middle america are you know like are instructed on yeah um, i i like and, that choice of word by the way yeah and 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 you know like i i i went to college at the, at um uh, at KU Kansas University in Lawrence um and uh I dropped out after about a half year and to to live on the streets of New Orleans because I really was interested in the music and that's where the music was. Wow, that's that's intense. What 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 was what was that like? Just sort of, I mean, just. Well, you you know you're 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 young, so you're resilient, and and you know if you end up sleeping on 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 people's floors and 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 and, and couches who you just like run in, into and meet, that's all right. You know, and and you don't you don't have any real responsibilities, so you don't have any any sort of costs that you that I was trying to bear. You know, I didn't have a I didn't have a car or anything. I we you know we, um, uh, and you can just spend all your time 
practicing and you know like i i would play on the street to make enough money to buy guitar strings so i could play on the street <laughs> and you just sort of you just sort of get by yeah man well th- I, I always love those stories when people were just like yeah i went to new orleans and that's where i cut my teeth you know it's like went down to louisiana yeah i love those stories man uh, uh but I, I love that you 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 pointed out i want one thing i wanted to circle back to is how you're instructed to live and and how that is sort of a Midwest mentality, I feel like, that there's this mentality like dreaming are, is for dreaming, you know what I mean? And, and, but the reality of the situation is that you're going to go to that fucking factory, you're going to go punch the clock, you're going to come home, and you're going to watch TV. You know, like you, you, the things that you, you like, it, it's very much a part of the culture here just to sort of find, you know, I don't know if it's happiness or solace even, but define, you know, just define your life by being a factory worker who can't stand their fucking job. They're an alcoholic, but God damn it, they work hard and they, you know, it's, and there's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Knuckle, and I'm not you trying to knuckle down. You, you do, you do what's right. You knuckle down and, 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 and suck it up like everybody else does. Right. And, and, and um, that's what's ingrained into you. And so I feel bad for people, for art, young artists who, who have to kind of come up with that sort of mentality, and which is, I came up with that, you know, my parents were very much like, you know, music is fun, but make sure you go to college so you have something to fall back on. And well, I didn't listen to them at all. So <laughs> here I am, but yeah. And, and I remember, I remember having that same conversation with my parents. Um, and, and my answer was, I don't want to have something to fall back on, right. you know, I don't, cause that's not, because I'm not interested in falling back, right? You know, like and 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 I, I'm 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 lucky because things worked out for me in you know, like it, and the primary reason why I would say that is because I've gotten to do what I want to do for my in, entire professional life in terms of playing the music that I want to play and to and 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 have fed myself and and now I'm feeding the family doing it. I'm, I, I'm not rich. I'm still in, I'm in a rental house. Um, you know, so, you know, definitely there are, and, 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 you know, I've had to weather all the other events that have been hard on the music community. Um, like the, the decimation of the value of music in terms of, a musician owning their music and selling it the 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 changes you know like for things like when 911 happened it 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 decimated the music industry for a period of time yeah because you know people just didn't go out this is this an event similar to that even more extreme yeah um, i mean 2008 and, i felt like also ruined a lot of um artist communities as well the 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 uh, economic, the housing yeah the housing yeah. The housing boom collapse, yes. Um, uh, and and I'm sure that this is not the last thing that will happen to musicians. You know, like it's 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 it it takes a uh, it it takes a a huge leap of faith to try to pursue art. If it was easy, everybody would do it. It's a hard thing to do because you have to embrace a very high level of personal sacrifice to do it. Everybody loves stories about rock stars. And we use the term rock star to describe somebody who is massively successful in any field, but not, you know, like there's just so few examples 
of musicians achieving that level of success, even less than sports figures. You know, like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's just a hard thing. And anybody who is surviving as a musician, you know, before this event was already a hustler. Um, they're likely to be early adapters and, and able to think, uh, think fast and, 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 and to adjust on their feet. The name of my record label, which I started myself and I've only really used to put out my own music and, and projects that I'm working on with other people, um, is called small and nimble records because that's what it is. You know, it's not a huge business. It's, it, it has been just the way to, to monetize the music that, that, that I've written, um, and, and, and produced and, you know, help create, uh, and I'm fine with that scale of success. Um, because I don't need to be internationally famous. I don't need to be a household name. I just want to get to participate in this thing that I love. I want to be able to play music. I want to be able to reach people. I want to be able to affect people in the way that music has affected me. Um, you know, that's and that's the role of the artist in society. It is important to have those people whose focus is on the interior life, that is on the celebration of life and the enjoyment of life not just the producing of widgets but the you know but the celebration and 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 embracing it that life is not something to be endured but to be celebrated i you know it's blues that makes me want to play that was the, the that sort of immediacy in in the expression of the music is the thing that 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 made this the career that I wanted to be in before I got into blues, I was into punk rock. What I liked about punk rock was it's do it yourself mentality. I, I liked it because it didn't make a huge, uh, there was no huge distance, no huge gulf between the musicians and the players. You know, it seemed like something you could do. And in fact, you could, you know, like the, one of the things that people talk about the, um, the, uh, sex pistols when they went on tours, you know, like they might have played a place where there was only four people there, but all four of them started a band, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. They were like, well, fuck, I can just do this. <laughs> <laughs> you can just go up there, man. <laughs> right. Right. And, and it's, it's, and, and you can do that. And, and, and that's, and that's great. Um, uh, and, and I love a lot of, uh, amazingly developed and elite artists, you know, like David Bowie would be a great person to like put up as as like sort of the the opposite of of of, of uh, Sid Vicious and 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 Johnny Rotten, um, you know, as as somebody who had a really high uh, artistic standard to the things that he was doing, you know, just like was like like there's excellence in the musicianship, but there's also excellence in the visualization, and in fact, his whole uh, um, Ziggy Stardust character is is about creating this story about something that is so alien and yet the thing that made me fall in love with uh, acoustic blues was seeing John Hammond play I was already listening to Robert Johnson and and uh, um and and some of the early canon of american uh music that i discovered literally at the library because it wasn't what i was hearing on the on the radio but watching somebody do it and just like be as passionate and thrown into such abandon in the performance 
that was what I wanted to be a part of. I wanted that sort of access to ecstasy. <laughs> access to ecstasy. God damn, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, yeah, man. No, just those inspired. You know, it, it, um, I remember seeing BB King for the first time when I was in my early twenties, and then literally being able to go home that night and play not play the blues and i'm not trying to say i'm some great blues player please don't think that that's what i'm saying but the <laughs> but like just by being in the presence of that greatness was i able to go home and it took my level of playing to the next level just by uh -huh. seeing him and, and that, that's so interesting that just that that someone's performance can just inspire you to the point of like you're changing your whole <laughs> life <laughs> like this is my career yeah. now bitch i'm going to do that uh, that that's great man that's that's fantastic i you know i i like what you were saying about um musicians being hustlers and 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 being secluded in a room all fucking day is not new for for musicians or artists at all like we do this all the fucking time anyways but you're right to to early adopt to ever-changing tides I know that's one thing that I've discovered I've only I've only been uh, professionally working as a musician um for about five years now and and uh, it's, uh -huh. I had to quit drinking to to have a, a career, which no yeah. surprise there. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just hard because you're around it all the time, and 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 yeah. the whole attitude, the you know, like if you're in a bar, it's it's this, uh, it, it it you know, like it's it it's hard to do that unless you unless you've already encountered your situation and you know that there's no black and white in it. Yeah, man, it, it you. It, it just got to the point where I, I was calling myself a musician, but really I was just that drunk guy fucking up the, the other musician's set. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, was just, I was just that drunk guy on stage just ruining the show for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but but no, man, I, I do think you're right on that. You're hitting it right on the head that um, the artist mentality in general of, of hustle and change with the times, it's in us already. And, and I almost feel kind of bad for people who have you know, people in the Midwest, and again, I'm not trying to shit on people who have factory jobs and who make the shit that we use all the time. God bless you. Stay work and do your thing. But the downside of that life is that if you're not coming home and working towards a hobby or working towards something else that you that you really are interested in, you all, what all you have is, is just, you know, you had your job and that was what your identity was wrapped up into. And I can see it being a real fucking problem for people who are going to be displaced in these next few months and and we already got a huge suicide rate in this country so I, I i'm not trying to be a bummer but like i i definitely see a problem with people trying to acclimate to changing tides and um, I, I i i agree i think that the promise of technology was more free time and it has not <laughs> it has not done that no. you know like you know like we are we are way more productive now than we were in the previous century and we have far less free time we have far less of our own interior life um technology is not helping everything there's things that we do really great with technology but there's a lot of things that just have not made you know things better you know we you know we were with the 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 current medical emerging emerging emergency events notwithstanding um 
technology has definitely, you know, like medical technology has made our lives so much more endurable and easier. Just imagine going through any level of dentistry before, you oh know, before drugs, you know? <laughs> like, and I fucking currently hate dentistry, so... <laughs> So, so, you know, like our life is so much easier, but why aren't we happier? You know, like why, why, why hasn't it increased our, you know, our spiritual life? And, and, and in fact, it's done the opposite. Um, uh, and, and, you know, there's just no reason why people should have to work so hard, you know, for so little, um, when there's so, there's so much money, I, you know, like we're, we can get into a, a, a a pretty complicated um, uh, economic conversation about all of this, but if the ec- if uh, the monetary system as it's being implemented right now is not serving the majority of humanity, what's the problem here? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, like I, you know, I'm not I'm I'm not advocating any one answer over any other because if there was just suddenly an increase in people's ethical choices. I think it would take care of itself. I don't think that any one system is going to be better than any other system. I know that it definitely requires everybody to have a voice. I don't want a system where everybody doesn't get a vote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's a... Uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it, we're just sort of on uncharted territory now. We're just sort of floating at sea waiting for the next fucking tidal wave or storm or whatever the fuck's going gonna happen next but um but you know i know i said it before but it's making me happy to see musicians and artists out there like really trying to make the best of this time and and all i can say is, is encourage anybody who might not and most of my most of my audience are musicians and artists so but you mm-hmm. know if you are out there and, and you Find a fucking hobby, bro, because we're we're buckling down here, and it's not getting better, uh, you know, too soon. So, um, you know, like just just stay positive, and 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 people are out there, people artists are out there trying to uh, create for the benefit of everyone. So just be out there and support artists, artists like Guy and Jess here, who are who who uh, who have just been angels and uh, and. Uh, sat here and talked to us about it uh do you mind if we play uh, uh another song or uh, maybe yeah please do uh, absolutely yeah i know you have a recent release the what was that the armalite rifle that's your latest yeah single? You, could, you, you could definitely play that signal um single because it's uh, um because it is uh it, it, it may speak to your situation right now um these are uh, um are, are weird times and if we if we believe we are perceiving you know, changes in in, in uh, our society. There's a lot of fear in that, but we need to guard against that fear and realize that we are stronger together than we are apart, and we are all in this together. Absolutely. Let, let's listen to Armalite Rifle, and we'll be right back. Even as a child, I knew that I would take a bullet for you. But in my life I've never seen Someone so lucky grow so mean I wonder what it was that turned you on 
point and click solution and the problem's gone you always liked your hands clean and to manifest the promise of a new machine now there's a normal ladder rifle underneath your bed brass bread jacket and a heart of lead back hand of god i heard it said that armalad rifle underneath your bed while accounts you runs been good no one to tell you what you should you wear the boots around this town and no one dares to come around but it doesn't look like you got much sleep What you get is fast and cheap You dream of what they do to you Cause it's the same as you would too Now there's an armalite rifle underneath your bed Breast bright jacket and a heart of lead God, I heard it say That I'm a light raffle underneath you As it say Ends arguments a block away Bullet points and talking heads Blue and gray, blue and red Understood and overfed Too much hate to see what you might lose Not love enough to let you choose Now there's an armor and a rifle underneath your bed Rest right, check it out That armalite rifle underneath your bed That armalite rifle underneath your bed And we're back. Um, so what was uh, armalite rifle, was that something that you recently recorded or was that uh, what uh, what was sort of the story behind that? 
Well, it was uh, it, it, it was it's it's the most recent uh, studio recording that we've done, and I spent I guess a lot of time thinking about that um, because the level of mass shootings in the U.S. eclipses that of anywhere else in the world. What is it that's about the the American identity that has led us to this situation where people are acting out um, in such destructive ways? And, you know, what sort of fear or, 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 or like the sort of lack of empowerment that leads people to take such drastic, destructive and monstrous actions? Um, you know, I'm not specifically, you know, I don't, I, I don't have a, a right answer because I don't think that just saying that all guns should be illegal is the right answer. Um, uh, my, uh, my stepdad wore a gun on, on his hip for his entire career. Um, I've, I've known a lot of people who, you know, grew up in the country and, you know, just like guns is just is something that you're always around because, you know, you, you got a, you've got a rattlesnake underneath the porch. It's better to shoot it than to try to reach in and, 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 and club it. Um, uh, you know, and people, who, people who hunt and stuff like that, guns are, are, are something that humans have, have, have been around for a while and they're not going away. You don't get to put that genie in the bottle, but the sort of glorification of the tactical lifestyle um, and identifying with an assault weapon as your man card is toxic. That's a horrible idea. Anybody who came up with the idea of advertising your assault rifle by saying man card reissued, you know, like that's really, really stupid and irresponsible. That's not good gun safety. That's, you know, that's, that's just a really bad idea. (laughs) You know, there's a, we, we talked, we, we talked a little bit about technology at the beginning of this conversation and, um, uh, or, or a little bit about science fiction at the beginning of this conversation. And eventually with, if, if technology continues to increase, eventually any one of any one of us will have the technology to kill all of us. So we have to come to some sort of evolutionary uh, progress to keep us from doing that. You know, <laughs> something, yeah. something has to happen here. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe it's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Change uh, everyone else's mind. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's, um, uh, you know, people people talk about this being the end of, you know, like, you know, like use words like apocalypse that suggest the end of the world and the world's going to be fine. Right. It's going to keep spinning with or without (laughs) us folks. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's our ability to coexist in the world that we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's weird. It's weird to think about just, uh, you know, the potential and going down those rabbit holes, but no, I I think you're right. Like, uh, not right. I, I, kind of expand on like everybody's sort of thinking about this as the end i I like to start to think about it while i'm starting to try to force myself to think about it as the start of something new something different you know maybe it's a refresh maybe it's a reset you know i mean like well i i i think you're i think you're right and and the most obvious one is that the whole conversation about having like medical care being a right for everyone Mm -hmm. is is the most important takeaway from this is that you can't leave medicine up to the free market. That's a bad idea because you will always make more money by 
catering to the diseases of the rich. Yeah. And uh, that's that's just a bad idea. You know, like there's always going to be, a you know, a certain bleeding edge, uh, which, you know, will will cater to that market. But everybody needs to have access to health care. And, and, and the profit motive is not going to get you the best health care. In fact, the United people in the United States pay more for their health care than anywhere in the world. And they do not get better health care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like I have personal disgusting stories about insurance and people you know, getting oh my God, treatments yes. and, and then have to change treatments in the middle of treatments because their insurance decide that that's not going to be covered anymore. You know, I like just I have uh, several stories of just like horrifying stories of like people just, you know, people's lives. And um, and because it came down to dollars and cents, that's fucking stupid, man. You're right. It, it's just like it's the dumbest way. And how can you expect this country to be the most powerful country in the world when we have the sickest, fattest, fucking most unhealthiest fucks in the world? How are you going to do that? How is that even yeah. a real thing? You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. It's it it's it's gross. You're you're right. It, it just the way that we look at it, the way that we're looking at dollars and cents instead of you know grandma and grandpa. You know, like fuck, dude. It's like these are we're talking about people. We're talking about souls. It's, it, and it, we invented money. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't be letting money fucking control our outcome. We invented that shit. That's us. We made that. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. The, um, uh, you know, like economic theory, econo economics is not a science. It's, a, it's, you know, it's a philosophy. It's a theory. Um, and, and, and people have used transactions, you know, for, you know, like for, uh, uh, for, for, for distribution of, products and 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 resources for as long as there's been humans as far as we can tell but the idea of using massive amounts of money to control markets and to cr control um uh, availability of project of, of products um as a way to make more money which is the thing that we're talking about we're talking about capitalism um is not a panacea. The free market is not the ultimate expression of humanity. It is a tool. And if it doesn't work well for us, we need to control it. It should be monitored. I really believe that should, there should be government control of the markets. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, but that's a whole other podcast. That, that's like that, the politics. Yeah, well, and and that's a whole other side that I'm just like I don't know anything about that. <laughs> like, I would be, would you be like talking to your your wall right now? <laughs> but um, sort of wrapping up, I I, I just want to give you a chance to sort of uh, I don't know, like what 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 do you have to say to people who are sort of sitting there and they're not feeling they're they're feeling the anxiety of what's going on around them, this existential anxiety that we're all sort of feeling. Uh, I don't know. Like, do you, do you have anything to say to those people? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what I have to say is that you are an evolutionary badass. To get to this point, your DNA had to go through unbelievable hardship. You have the strength in you to survive what is coming. We don't know what it will be. And you will have to think on your feet. You will have to invent yourself again. Um, your ego, the thing that you perceive as yourself, may take a real hit. That could totally change. But 
you are an evolutionary badass and you can get through this. Um, reach out to the people around you. And I don't mean that literally right now, because <laughs> right now, the best thing that you can do, the kindest thing you can do for everyone is to spend as much time socially isolated um, and not spread the virus. That is the gift that you can give to everyone, no matter how strong and able you are or how weak you are. That's the thing that you can do right now that will help absolutely everyone. Um, uh, so if you find yourself with downtime, use it in ways that make you feel good about what you're doing with your downtime. You know you. You're going to perceive what you're doing. So, you know, like if you want to sit and play video games for a bit, go ahead. But realize that you're not going to feel good about that later. You know, you want to, you know, like work on your instrument. Do you, you know, what, do you, what are you playing? What are you working on? Who do you listen to that makes you happy? How can you try to find that thing and be a part of that thing? How can you chase the thing that you love? How can you identify the thing that you love? How can you find the thing that you love and share it? We are at our best when we are sharing the things that we love. Wow. That was beautiful, man. Um, Guy, I, I, I appreciate you reaching out to me and I appreciate you uh, coming on here and, and, and talking openness. Openest? Okay, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I talking open and honestly about your life and what you're doing right now, man. It really does mean a lot to me and uh, it's just been a real joy. I think this is probably the best podcast of 2020 so far. And, and, <laughs> and I got to talk to one of my childhood heroes. So I, I just want to let you know that that, that, uh, well, not childhood, but like 20 ish heroes. And so, so I just let you know that this was really great to talk to you. And, and this is actually what I've been trying to do is, is I'm reaching out to a lot of musicians right now in different cities that I know. And some people have been on the show, some not. Um, and, you know, I really have kind of shifted focus of the show and trying to sort of wrap our heads around what's going on right now and how we function as musicians, but also trying to, you know, introduce people to new musicians. I don't want people to be bummed out every time they tune in and be like, oh, great, here comes the fucking Corona cast. It's a... Uh, <laughs> it's not supposed to be that but you know it's a it, but it's a it's a huge thing in people's lives right now and i think it's definitely important for people to understand that that people are still working that people are still existing and they didn't just stop you know like we're not just stopped like don't just stop living you know we we got to keep going here and uh and I think it's important for people to see that with this show. I know a lot of podcasts right now who are taking a hiatus with this thing. And I'm just like, holy shit, I couldn't imagine why. Why would you ever want to take a hiatus, especially now? I think people need to hear people communicating now more than ever. Just to, I mean, we got to know that we're still out there, even, even if we are in the house. Hey, set a goal. set a goal for yourself. Maybe it could be really simple. It could be to write that song. It could be to, to do your own podcast. It could be to do your own web broadcast. That's what we're going to do. We're going to live stream a show tomorrow. I'm going to go learn a couple songs for it right now. I love it. That's right. Exactly. Well, fucking get out there and do something. God damn it. Guy, yeah, thank get you. in there and do something. <laughs> get in there. That's, yeah, that's right. she said. <laughs> Guy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, and then uh, uh, can you tell people how they can get a hold of you or find you or on the interwebs? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, my name is Guy Forsyth. G-U-I-F-O-R-S-Y-T-H. 
I have a website, which is GuyForsyth.com. I have a Facebook page, which is Guy Forsyth Band. I'm at Guy underscore Forsyth on Twitter. Um, uh, Guy Forsyth on Instagram. All of these things. We're doing our best to reach out to you through all of the ways that we can because we need each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that's not the rock and roll attitude because the rock and roll attitude is usually is like is the absolute expression of freedom. You know, like you can't make me care. I'm going to be so rich I'll never have to see the same pair of socks twice. But you know, that's not the that's not a foreseeable future for us. We have to do this together. Absolutely, guy. Thank you so much, and, and stay safe, brother. And um, and and you know, keep doing what you're doing. Certainly will. You too. Thank you for giving us uh, a chance to talk. Guy Forsyth, Jessica Bailey, thank you so much, you lovely human beings. You guys were just wonderful, and just uh, I appreciate you guys reaching out to me and uh, and and calling out because that conversation was meant to be, baby. That was destiny right there. Go to go <laughs> goy, go to goy, <laughs> go to guyforsyth.com and. Stay up to date with everything Guy has to offer. Uh, again, I will be putting those links in the show notes. So I do expect you all to go out there and support Guy and his lovely wife. So GuyForsight.com, G-U-Y-F-O-R-S-Y-T-H.com. And there you'll find so much about Guy and all the different bands and duos and trios and and, uh, and all that good stuff that he's got going on. And, and he has a lot going on. So uh, thank you guys so much. It was such an honor. <clears throat> Go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the latest single, Chloroform. Um, we, we had this big plans on doing a, a release a month even through the quarantine, but I'm not sure if we're going to be able to hold up to that production schedule considering everything is behind schedule and considering that, well, um, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's if we're going to have another, but the latest one is Chloroform. The latest single that we got is Chloroform, and that's a collaboration between Reyna and the now defunct Concrete Project. Go check out that single on Spotify at RainaMystique.com. Also, Reyna will be starting her Twitch weekly show she's going to be doing. It's uh, at 4 p.m. on Twitch. If you want to go see her do everything from learning uh, how to sing, uh, learn how to play the uke, see how she practices. She's a teacher on a very huge actual uh, gigantic uh, teaching platform called takelessons.com she is the poster child for that for that website they uh, they're incredible so go check that out as well takelessons.com you can take lessons with Raina and again twitch Wednesdays at 4 Raina Mystique um, and check out everything at RainaMystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com also speaking of shows Raina and I launched a new show, if you haven't noticed, in the podcast feed. 
It's called Quarantine Sundays. It's a live show we're doing on Facebook. We have live performances, witty banter, games, prizes, and more. The and more part, I'm not sure what uh, that is even. But there's more. <laughs> uh, we're going to have prizes even if it's cash prizes. We don't care. We'll Venmo you 5 bucks or something, 20 bucks. I don't know. We're going crazy out here. So if you got fucking, if you got the time, it's Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's for my West Coast friends. Uh, if you guys are interested, please tune in. It'll be on my personal page, and that's facebook.com slash sweatybaloney. Okay, uh, we're not going to get into that story right now. Uh, but yeah, Facebook.com, Sweaty Baloney, or you, on We Speak English Good itself. We're going to be sharing the link on that also on Random Mystique. So go follow us all, Random Mystique, uh, Facebook Random Mystique. Uh, and then also, here we go, like, subscribe, review. So like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, and please leave a review. You can leave a review wherever you get your podcast. I will read them if you write them out. Uh, leave a five star or one star, don't matter. Whatever you feel the show earned. Uh, I, I don't ask for much from this podcast, although I do feel like I should be asking for more. I might start a Patreon. I don't know. It's a little weird. I, can I say it's a little weird for me to ask for money online? Uh, I put... So we got we did the quarantine Sunday last Sunday, and, and I put my tip, uh, my Venmos and stuff up there if they wanted to tip. It felt weird. I got to say, it felt really weird. Uh, we had a gig, a virtual gig last Friday, and we only played three 15-minute sets, and we made like 50 bucks off of tips. It was like, what the fuck? We had no idea. Uh, fortunately, we're not hurting for money. Like I said earlier, we're not hurting for money. Raina's, Raina's a teacher. I mean, I, I'm a worthless bum. I, I am bringing in no income. But luckily, my wife is a, you know, like I said, she's a great voice teacher and a, and a youth teacher. So she's been able to sort of... Well, she's been able to support her family and uh, and and doing it well because now that everyone's trapped in their homes, they want uh, outlets and taking lessons and voice lessons and ukulele lessons is a great way to uh, escape the quarantine season. So if you are interested, go to uh, takelessons.com. You can take lessons with any of those fine teachers on there. And uh, also, you can take lessons with Raina Mystique, my wife. So, uh, go check all of that out. We speak English good. Okay, so I know I've been talking about how we're expanding the website. And we are. I've been putting a lot, I've been dumping a lot of energy into editing lately, and I've been putting a lot of energy into uh, the YouTube. But I'm gonna start putting my energy, since it's quarantine season, I'm gonna start putting a lot of my energy into expanding the website. So, my plans for the website are I wanna have a, a, I love how Jordan Peterson, and agree with him or not, which I don't know, now that he's a drug addict and down on our level. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, his credibility is gone. No, what he has to say is there's some really good points, but, uh, you know, I'm sure Hitler had some good points too, but he was a fucking piece of shit. Not that I'm comparing Hitler to Jordan B. Peterson because that's not the case at all because I I'm only saying this and prefacing everything 
because I realize that there's a lot of controversy that surrounds Jordan B. Peterson. So I'm sort of giving you, I don't know. Anyways, I, I like some of the stuff that Jordan says. I don't care for all of it. I'm not going to go into the details of what I agree with, what I don't agree with. But uh, he has a book list on his website. And I just like all of that. Okay, folks, all of that just so I can say that he has a book list on his website. And that's what I'm going to do. I want to put a book list on my website. So I'm going to have a book list on my website. I'm going to have uh, uh, links to the YouTube videos, you know, things that I've done, productions that I've done. Uh, and it just I'm going to have it spread out a little. I want it to be more of a media company. And, and considering I wanted to expand it into a media company, you know, over the summer, I was going to be doing some film work and all this stuff. Well, not film, not working on film, but I was going to be doing um, uh, just filming for a couple projects over the summer. And I don't think that's going to be an option. So uh, we're, it's a. Uh, so we're reconfiguring, right? It, it's, I keep saying this, but musicians and artists are used to adapting. Adaptation is a part of existing as an artist. Whether it's adapting to the changes in your art, or it's adapting to the changes of your financial environment, um, it, 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 things change all the time and you have to sort of catch those changes or else well, you can go back to working in the factories or lawyer or whatever it was that you were doing that made you unhappy before you decided to live a, a, a very <laughs> a starving artist life. So to be uh, doing any of that, you know, filming this summer, but I still want to get a, a camera and I still want to. Uh, do that stuff because I love videography even if I'm just filming myself doing stupid things or playing my instrument or whatever it is I like doing it and I, I like editing video and it's gonna be fun so uh, I, I, I do want to expand the the we speak English good brand I'm gonna be uh, putting up sponsorship pages so if anybody is interested you know we're, we're 200 and 30 some episodes into this fucking podcast and we got one sponsor we had a couple bites over the years but uh, i you know i think it's time i think it's time that we have more ads <laughs> just what you wanted to hear it, it, you know it's funny it's like it's like when you go to uh when you're into a band that no one knows about and you're like you and like 10 other people in your city show up to the show and you guys are like yeah these are the guys but as soon as they get any kind of notoriety, they're the first ones to be like, oh, fuck these guys. These fucking sellouts. You know? <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do is sell out. I, 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 this show might be like that like that band, that, that independent band that you really like that no one really knows about yet. And, you know, that they're not commercial, man. And, and they don't take shit, man. And which, by the way, I don't. I, I, I do take shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I, it's not like I'm out there like kicking down doors and demanding answers, uh, but <laughs> but it, it, it is fun and I love this. So um, yeah, uh, so we're gonna be expanding on the website and uh, I'll be looking for more sponsors other than our lovely sponsor Moded Studios dot com where you can get all your fully embroidered patches and apparel. Uh, well, cool patches and apparel. 
But anyways, so we're gonna be I'm gonna be diving into the website. I, I actually have to have my wife show me how to do that because I don't really know how to use Squarespace all that well still. So yet another program and yet another website and yet another thing that I have to learn because well this is an ever-expanding media company that I'm trying to run here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. But the reality of the situation is is we're in quarantine, and I'm not really doing anything outside of the house right now. So, uh, I mean, like, what, what am I going to go film? Even if I got a camera. Even if I got a nice camera right now. What the fuck am I going to go film? Honestly. I'm going to step out in my backyard and film my shitty dog with his milky eye walking around in circles until he takes a dump. No, I'm not going to film that. It'll probably be me wearing like a wig or something. That's 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 where <laughs> we're going to get there. Trust me, folks. Eventually, quarantine is going to catch up with me. I've been taking it in stride. Honestly, I have a lot of friends right now who are losing their fucking shit, especially the friends who still have to work from home. And have to deal with kids, and have to, um, and have to like homeschool them. <laughs> I feel bad for these parents who are like do who have middle schoolers, because I know for a fact that I think it's called Common Core or something. I don't know. I know my son's a part of this whole public school system, but I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. I, I we taught my son how to teach in like a week, and he's been in school for like months. Um, not that they're not doing a good job because I get that it takes a long time to teach a group of children all at the same time. Uh, but this common core shit, I don't know how to do this. I, I couldn't imagine being like trying to, trying to do, uh, division and all, all, all with all these different rules and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't know how this stuff works, but you're, I'm seeing the memes. Everyone's seeing the memes about parents just, nah, we're not doing Common Core. We're going to do it like this. We're carrying the one, bitch. You know, so, uh, hey, hang in there, guys. Hang in there. We're, we're going to get through this shit. Uh, luckily, you have people like me talking shit all the time. So, <laughs> okay. You know what? I have been shit talking. You're right. I, I, I gotta stop. I'm not I'm not generally I'm not directly shit talking, but I, you know what? What the fuck am I even talking about? I'm out of here. Okay. I love you guys. You take care of your fellow human beings out there. HJ's for everybody. We'll be back next week with oh man, I don't even know who is coming up next week. I have so many good shows coming up. I don't even know what's coming up. So uh I'll see you guys next week. Uh stay tuned for quarantine Sundays. You know, I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing, like, super bonus episodes anymore. I think I'm just going to be doing Quarantine Sundays and then the main release. So, uh, if you guys like Quarantine Sundays, please write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Let us know if you want us to continue doing them and putting them on the face on, on the on the uh, podcast stream. Uh, so, anyways, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Bye! Fresh.